The throwback is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know football ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest and easiest way to get into the game, and it really is the easiest way to get into the game. The app is simple, it's quick, easy to navigate, and all it takes is one tap, two taps to check out. And it's not just sports tickets, also music and theater tickets as well. So head on over to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Everybody, it is a throwback. Jake Steely, Chris Meany, Brad Ziegler. We're here. We're here for you as always. It's week ten. What you're getting ready for, and also a sixteen bye week. It's miserable because the season's way past the halfway point, and it's also miserable because it's sixteen buys. But we're here to help. At Chris Meany for Chris, at Brad Ziegler for Brad, and at Olin Kid for myself. And if you're listening in the free verse, head over to theathletic.com. The name of the show slash. The throwback, not all those words, just slash the throwback. And you can get 40% off all the articles over there, all the insights, any team you want covered, followed, whatever you want to do. Our podcast galore, uh, there's just tons of stuff there. I don't know how you're dead. If it's 40% off, I don't know how you're not doing it. Right, Chris? It's, right, Chris. Yeah, it's like half off. I was just answering for you, but yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> well, appreciate I, that. I don't know yes. how you're not doing it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> let's get into Thursday night quickly, as we always do. The Chargers at the Raiders. I don't think there's much to break down in this game, guys, except do we expect Keenan Allen to bounce back, or is this – actually, I guess most of it's from the Chargers. One, do you expect Keenan Allen to bounce back, Chris? And then two – is the coaching change enough to make you feel better about Melvin Gordon? Because the performance wasn't the great part. The snap count was, and the touchdowns were. But again, his performance wasn't really that great if you really looked at the game. Yeah, it's uh, it was just like typical Melvin Gordon, though. He has these games all the time where, you know, I guess not so much this year, but in the past where he had like 20 carries for, what, 80 yards is basically what you saw from him. And he gets the goal line work, and he finds the end zone from a one-yard carry, and and away you go with Melvin Gordon. That's basically been his career in a nutshell, except for his rookie year when he couldn't find the end zone. But, yeah, I think you feel a little bit better as a Gordon owner that the fact that maybe they do want to run the football. I know game script was decent for them. It, it should be okay on a short week. Thursday night football could be sloppy. I, I feel like they, they run the football there. And Keenan Allen, I mean, people are down on him. Uh, Brad, I saw he was dropping your guillotine league. I was like, whoa, I mean, just to be dropped? You only got Oakland KC coming up. Those are decent oh, matchups. Oh, he wasn't even chopped. He was just dropped? He was. I think he was just dropped. <laughs> so, I mean. Dropped, not chopped? Yeah, I mean, it, it would make sense that he was chopped because he has been pretty mediocre. But I, I think you roll out both of these guys. You know, you definitely roll out both of these guys and six teams on by. Yeah, you, you can't not put them in there because their upside is too high. Um, at the same time, like. Last game, the Chargers up to this point had basically done nothing. And then last game, all of a sudden, they shut down Green Bay. Their offense looked pretty good. They moved the ball against a good Green Bay defense. 
And it was like, okay, well, there's a potential rebound here. And at the same time, from a fantasy standpoint, outside of the the touchdowns from Gordon, no one really had a good game. And so it was was like, oh, I don't – you know, you're like, oh, the Chargers played really well. Well, I think it was mostly defense because – None of the receivers. I mean, Hunter Henry. I guess Hunter Henry is the one, the one guy who's been pretty consistent since he come back. Yeah. But you can't trust, uh, you know. And Mike Williams. I guess he had a, a what one big, one really big play, and then, um, you know, but he got 111 yards on three catches. But he's only getting four targets. Um, you know, I, I don't know. You just, I just feel like you can't really trust any of them, including Philip Rivers, even though this is a really good matchup against a, a pretty pathetic Oakland defense at times. And you still wonder at some point, are the, the old chargers going to show back up where they might score like 13 points in this game? Yeah, that's always the concern. But I kind of feel like Philip Rivers is in the conversation one of the few remaining quarterbacks that might be out there if you need a streaming option, uh, along with one we'll talk about shortly with Brian Horry. But he might not even be starting at this point, it sounds like, which is, you know, I don't know what. Hey, technology, everybody, when it comes to medicine, too, because these players are returning super fast. But Detroit at Chicago for the Sunday slate of things. Oh, wait, no, I forgot one question, Chris. Mm. It's not for you. <laughs> It's for Brad. Well, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> oh, good. I, yeah, I can't I, wait either. I just want to hear Brad say Josh Jacobs is awesome. <laughs> uh, Josh Jacobs is okay. Oh. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit and Chicago, let's do it. Are we just it, – it's over at this point. There, we tried for two weeks. Brad, I'll stick with you. We're, we're not messing around with this backfield, are we? No, Detroit, no, absolutely not. Actually, <laughs> Chicago either. I don't want any part of either one. So um, I was going to ask I, you that as a follow up. You don't feel better about Montgomery's use at this point now? I'm not ready. I mean, to trust? He, I like the usage. I like. The, I don't like the fact that they basically can't move the ball with their current quarterback. If they put if they put Chase Daniel in there, then I like Montgomery a lot more because I feel like you have to at least honor the pass at some point. But as bad as as bad as Trubisky's playing, like I don't, I don't, I still don't understand. I know he's a, the second overall pick, and I know he's kind of the future, and you don't want to give up on him yet. But you also still have a defense that can win you a Super Bowl, and you're not giving them a chance because you're you're making them basically take the ball. Like here, give the other team the ball at the fifty yard line every time because you can't move the ball. It, it just, I don't know. I, I mean, he he was ten for twenty one for one hundred and twenty five yards. It doesn't matter who that's against. That could be against a, a, a you know, the, the all pro team. And you're like, wow, this guy can't quarterback. So I don't know. I, I like that Montgomery is at least getting the lion's share of the usage. He's getting the goal line touches. They're just not on the goal line very much. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to play Montgomery, you know, as the weather turns cold and Trubisky continues to suck. Maybe he's just going to continue to get a, a ton of play. I mean, Detroit's given up a lot through the air and a lot through the ground. I mean, 135 rushing yards allowed per game. That's the sixth most in the NFL. So I, I will play Montgomery. And I think, you know, if you're a Montgomery owner, you may not even have a choice with all these teams on buys and, and some injuries out there. But yeah, Trubisky is, he's completely annoying. I mean, you watch this guy against the Eagles secondary. He should be fine. <laughs> that might be a nice way to put it. Yeah. I mean, look at Allen Robinson. This guy is just like, give me a quarterback to play football oh, with in so the NFL. Yeah, he what did he have? Like one catch. It's it's brutal. And on the other side, I mean, I'm going to stick by what I said last week with Matthew Stafford as as a top five borderline top five quarterback the rest of the way. He finished that way last week. He's number six on the season. He's got no run game at all. He's thrown ten touchdowns in his last three games, at least 342 yards in each of those games as well. He is chucking it like 45 attempts. Well, we talked you down to number six. 
Sure, fine. Six. <laughs> you you I mean, really talked me down one one spot, but I mean this if you have Stafford, I think you just need to feel pretty good about it the rest of the way because the defense sucks. They got no run game and he's got two solid wide receivers and you know, maybe Hawkinson. Well that's the second question, up. Chris. Would you be one, would you consider benching Marvin Jones against the Bears? And two, would you consider benching him if it wasn't a sixteen bye week if your answer is no? Yeah, I mean I, I'm gonna play him. Just from what I've seen, I, I, you know, you could. Would you buy him if there was a full slate? If a full slate, I mean, we're yeah, it's get a little bit of context in there. Full slate, different options. I mean, you could you could certainly bench him, but you know, you, you've been able to. At least other teams have been able to have some decent games against the Bears secondary. I know this defense is legit, like Brad said. I agree with him, but you know, they've they've given up some big plays. So big slate, maybe, but you know, this week you got to play him. Actually, there's think, an, I, I don't bench him at all. I don't bench him in okay. any scenario because he's he's he is when he's getting double digit targets, and I don't care if it's against the Raiders. It was in a, a game that they were trailing. When he's getting double digit targets in a close game, you, you roll him out there every week because, like you said, Stafford is going to throw the ball like crazy. There's got to be someone on the other end catching it, and him and Galladay are are the the two top two targets. They're going to get their volume. I want him no matter what. I've got him as a wide receiver too this week, and I have like I. I mean, I I don't even have a thought of dropping him below that. You know what his season low in targets is? In a game? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Four? Yeah, probably yeah. five. First week. Four, and five. That, and yeah. that And five since then. Everything's been five, six, nine, five, five, thirteen, five, ten. So I think it's basically – I kind of see it as Deshaun Jackson. Like, you got to mm. just understand that you might get the game like he did against the Giants. Five targets, caught four of them for only 22 yards. Or you might get the two for five against the Green Bay Packers, but at the same time, six for nine for one on one and a touchdown against the Eagles, and then eight for ten for one twenty six. And like, I think that's the way you look at it. Is does Sean Jackson? You got to roll him out there every single. So Brad's point, like I do consider him. If the full slate is out there, he's a flex wide receiver three four maybe in a shallow league, but he's in my lineup every single week because I don't want to miss the big games, and I'm okay because he's not my top two wide receiver to mm-hmm. miss. The, you know, to deal with the bad, the, the yeah, the bad games. Yeah, I mean, he was he was great value, and heck, he couldn't even been dropped after those first two games. Yeah, he was. Yeah, by a lot of people. All right, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Uh, kudos to Baltimore for one knocking off the Patriots, but also giving us the game we wanted and hoped and expected. It's really good. That hey, Forty ers and Seattle Seahawks, they have to live up to it now on Monday Night Football. There's a mm-hmm. big ask for them. It's a big game here. Although Minnesota and Dallas on Sunday Night Football, that should be another good one. But Baltimore at Cincinnati. Or Baltimore's running rough shot. Look, we don't need to worry about Lamar Jackson. You know Lamar Jackson. I think the real question for Baltimore right now, the only one that remains, is Marquise Brown in your lineup or not. The snaps weren't even there. He hasn't been healthy, but that's probably why he's facing Cincinnati. Cincinnati's not giving up a lot to receivers, Chris, but it's part of they don't need to because everybody – well, not they don't need to. Offenses don't even need to use the wide receivers because they're just running for 7,000 yards against them. Yeah, it's exactly it. And, you know, you're right. We don't need to spend too much time about with Lamar Jackson, but two games against Cincy, 152 rushing yards and 119. They are getting some guys back in their secondaries. You know, you, you can listen to this week, and they'll talk about it and hear that podcast growling with Jay Morrison and Paul Daner Jr. They talk all the time about the issues with Cincinnati and their defense and their linebackers and how they can't stop the run. But they are getting some guys back including maybe on offense with A.J. Green. So I, I wonder, like, from a betting standpoint, if 10 points is too much, is this a trap game? They just beat New England. Uh, they played a, a division rival in Cincy, <laughs> and they got Houston next week. It, it, you know, Cincy's been playing pretty good, but I do have some Brown Ryan concerns. 
like they at least they've been just keeping games close. I have some Brown concerns, and I don't know if you've been getting the same questions, Jake, but um, Andrews. I mean, people are just. They're just sick. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Andrews, and that's why I'm trying to kind of fly yeah. through because we're doing some buy buy lows and sell highs for you guys, but looking at the playoffs because people are starting to look at this point. Sure. So, so uh, I have some hesitation about Brown. I'll say that I would look elsewhere. I you know with six teams on buy, you may not have that luxury, but you know I I, I do have some concerns with him. All right, so but he's, Brad, he's basically Deshaun Jackson in a different offense because he could have the 150 yard two touchdown game. He could also have three catches for 12 yards. Well, that's and, and then the problem is, is the 150 yards might come with this, with Lamar Jackson throwing for 190. And the, <laughs> the other problem is that it's only happened once, and it came against Miami, right? So can we hey, even also, say yeah, that? I think that might be the last time he was 100 percent healthy too. And like, he probably wasn't even at that point, right? We were even wondering if he was going to play. Would he play a handful of snaps in that football game? He was still dealing with the foot injury. He didn't spend a whole lot of right. time with the team and throw camp. So he's very, very boomer bust. All right, well, Brad, let me ask you on the Cincinnati side of things. So for everybody out there, make sure you go check out Emory Hunt's column right now. It's on Joe Mixon and how disappointing he's been and can we have any hope for things to change. I won't spoil anything. Just go read it. It's a really good read. Uh, he does talk about Ryan Finley at quarterback. A.J. Grant, A.J. Grant, A.J. Green sounds like he should be. That's the mix of A.J. Brown and A.J. Green together. <laughs> it sounds like he should be returning this week, Brad. A.J. Green, I'm assuming, has to go right back into your lineup. Do you have hope for Joe Mixon? Are you concerned? You know, are we buying into the Tyler Boyd that we've seen the numbers? He's better when AJ Green's on the field, and now we roll him out too. Or does it all come back to the uncertainty of Ryan Finley and the limitations of Ryan Finley? And as much as possible, you're going to avoid this team, especially with how hot the Ravens' defense has been. I, I mean, I don't know that you can say that about Ryan Finley because we just don't know. Like he, it's possible he's you know, who Brandon Allen or whatever for the Broncos that goes out and chucks three touchdowns in his first game. Like it, there's a, there's a whole wide range of outcomes here. You know, they're probably going to be playing from behind. Um, there, there's a decent chance there's volume. Yeah. You probably got to roll AJ green out there, but I don't feel confident with it, but I, I actually do feel fine with Tyler Boyd because I think he has a fairly safe target floor. He's been pretty good. Um, all year, even when in the games where he's not, you know, not scoring a touchdown or not getting a ton of catches, he's still getting a lot of targets. I still think he, you know, we, we you mentioned he statistically in a ways is better when AJ Green's on the field because he's not getting number one coverage then. I, I am scared of Joe Mixon. I don't trust his offensive line. I don't trust the game flow. I, he, they don't use him enough in the passing game to make him relevant to me. Like, I don't, I don't want him on the field if it's me. Yeah, I mean, I can't blame you. And when I say on the field, I mean in my lineup. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I really don't blame you. It's been been really bad. Um, And, you know, maybe this offense does open up with A.J. there, but you're right. It's it's Ryan Finley, and we just really don't know what to expect. But I I think if you're an A.J. owner, you waited this long. I I have him ranked as a wide receiver, too. I have Boyd as a borderline wide receiver, too, as well. I think it will – help him he's been facing some top coverage and he's been shut down on numerous like numerous times so far this season teams have just eliminated him and it's been Auden Tate and even Auden Tate has only reeled well, see, in about half of the catches that's th- balls thrown his and way. I think he might be the if you're kind of desperate for a six team bye week to get one more game out of Auden Tate, Tate because if you look at where the Patriots had success it wasn't outside obviously Stefan Gilmore so you would say hey guess what Julian Edelman, Mahomes Sanu did work on them all day long. Maybe we get one more game out of Auden Tate with A.J. Green absorbing the attention of Gilmore on the outside. So, Buffalo, up by you, Chris, at Cleveland. So, they're not up by you. Yeah, kind uh, of. Only about four hours away. Uh, that's, that's, that's that close? I didn't realize it was that close. Yeah. yeah. How close is Notre Dame? 
You should have come down and visit me while I was there. Yeah, I don't know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I right. should have, but I don't know. It was probably only five hours. So here's the question for Buffalo. We talked about it on Monday, but are you ready to roll out Devin Singletary 100% regardless of matchup, a top 20 play every single week, or is there still a little bit of hesitation? You know how I feel. I poured one out for Frank Gore. I'm done. Oh, yeah. But I want your opinion. Yeah, I'm ready. Hell yeah. I mean, I, I thought last week he was he was a flex, and I think we all were a little hesitant about the game script the week before if it would be Frank Gore, and it was just Singletary early and often. And Gore got slammed like three times. He got stuffed at the goal line. That just makes me feel a whole lot better about Devin Singletary. The rest of the way and the schedule just looks so nice. So, uh, yeah, I'm in on Singletary. Yeah, I agree. Roll him out there. Yeah. All right. Well, then, Brad, on the flip side of things, we talked about it on Monday with the Kareem Hunt coming back. Nick Chubb two weeks in a row now hovering around 60% of the workload. Though two weeks ago was because of the fumbles. But last week it carried over. It actually dropped even a little bit more. We saw Hilliard in there on third and short and on fourth down, despite it wasn't a run to him. But th- the point remaining, are you concerned Freddie Kitchens is too much in his own head and like, oh, i got to make a point of Nick Chubb. He fumbled or trying to get Hilliard involved. And now with Hunt coming back, do we trust Chubb this week? And I don't say like you're not benching Chubb, but I bring this up because we're going to talk about buy lows and sell highs later. Do you maybe get out now before it gets worse or are you trying to buy because – there's a scenario, and I'm going to paint the scenario that Pat painted for me on his show, is he said, what if Chubb comes out and balls out and Kareem Hunt doesn't look good because he's had so much time off, and it actually solidifies his stance. There's the, there's the positive spin on this. So which way are you looking at it, Brad? I, I'm, I think Chubb is going to play pretty well, but I do think they are going to get Kareem Hunt involved. Um, and I, I think it's, you know, that, that 60% snap share is probably not going to change any but I think Chubb will be effective in that snap share or, or, you know, with that snap share to, to, you know, to good enough to be an RB1 still. But I do think, I think Hunt is, is going to play. Like he's going to have a lot to prove. He's going out there with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because, you know, in, in some ways he, he, you know, just wants to be back out there. Like you saw Kenyon Drake just get a new change of scenery. Even going against the top defense in the league, he had a ton of adrenaline and, and running hard. And I think that's what you're going to see out of Kareem Hunt. And, I mean, bottom line, chances are the, the Browns are playing from behind in this game. And Hunt's a really good pass catcher. So so I do think there's there's a decent chance that he's he still gets a decent amount of volume. Yeah, I'd like to I like to disagree that they won't be playing for me because they're playing Buffalo. But, I mean, this offense and the play calling has been just so pathetic that, you know, it's hard to – it's hard to feel confident about Cleveland at all. I mean, he's definitely going to have a role. I heard Freddie Kitchens say that he's going to have a role right away. It'll be interesting to see how this offense goes. Will they, you know, have some two back sets? Will it finally open up things downfield if they can, you know, establish a little bit of run with both of these guys catching balls into the backfield? Maybe Odell Beckham Jr. can get downfield. It's just, there's so many question marks. I do have some concerns about Chubb going forward, but I, you know, I'm going to roll him out there. I think he's a top 10 back. I think he still touches the ball. Probably at least 15 times. I would expect him to get 15 carries. If if Kareem Hunt gets 10 carry, 10 touches in his first game, then that's a big yikes. Uh, <laughs> well, so that's what saying. You can you can look at it for that way of saying get out before it gets worse. Yeah, at the same time. And Hunt is Hunt is awesome. Like I think he's great, and and I also think Chubb's good. So, like I said, it'll just be interesting going forward. I think if you have Hunt, you waited this long, and you could. It's really risky, but he's a borderline flex play. Yeah, and I, I, um, you know, Jake, I know you've gotten some questions about guys or team people asking about playoff weeks. Well, I know he's been miserable this year, 
But in weeks 14, 15, and 16, <clears throat> the Browns play the Bengals, the Cardinals, and the Ravens, who have three of the – all three of those are in the bottom third in pass defenses. Baker Mayfield is a sneaky streaming quarterback option late, and he's probably available on your waiver wire right now. So it may 100%. be, you know, one of those – if you've got bench room, you might snag him if you're looking desperate. Because I have Jacoby Brissett in the league. Um, I picked up Brian Hoyer this week just kind of like as a, a backup. But at some point – the the Colts schedule gets really tough at the end of the year, and I don't want to run Brissett out there in the playoffs. I may pivot to Baker at that point. No, well, he's not available in my home league because I stashed him behind Jameis Winston for that very reason. Although, you know, Jameis Winston <laughs> can go belly up at any time. Uh, but like, Jameis Winston's got a nice schedule, though. I mean, the only concerning one you really have is the Saints in two weeks at home, at least in Jacksonville on the road. But outside of that, especially the last two weeks, the final two weeks for your championship at Detroit and Houston. So please, you know, Jameis Winston, hold on. Don't don't let me down. I, he's gonna go belly up against Houston in the championship game. I can see it right now. He's gonna, know he's gonna ball out against the Saints. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. You know what? For all intents and purposes, for how much I hate Jared Cook, I should hate Jameis Winston the same. I just I feel like he does at least. Should, but he still scored double digit with five turnovers, so I can't hate him too much. But that's what he does. Yeah. Next game, Chiefs at. Titans, it is Brad's team, the Chiefs. We've already broken down the Damian Williams situation with the backfield on Monday. But here's the question I have about the Chiefs. It sounds like Patrick Mahomes is back. So we already know Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and the Damian Williams situation. We know that whether who no, no matter who's at quarterback. The question I have for you, Brad, Sammy Watkins, how relevant is he, especially in a 16 bye week? Is he in the must-start conversation if Patrick Mahomes is at quarterback? I think so. And even if Matt Moore is, he, I mean, last week he had seven catches on 10 targets, had 63 yards. Like he's, he's basically a touchdown away from being a wide receiver one. So I think there's, <clears throat> there's at least enough volume there when they're playing a close game and it's probably going to be pretty close because the Titans defense is pretty good. Then, then at that point, I, yeah, run him out there because I, I, I can't, you know, when there's, as with all the guys that are off this week, I can't see that many guys that I would put ahead of him, especially when, you know, we saw the upside of what he can do week one if if all the attention is paid to Tyreek Hill or if Tyreek Hill gets hurt and he's off the field. Watkins can be a, a legit wide receiver. So, yeah, I, I roll him out there. Yeah, he seems healthy. He was quiet there for the three weeks. He was, you know, in and out of the lineup. But, yeah, 12 catches with more in his last two games. He's a top 30 wide receiver. The upside is there. Very boomer bust, but, I mean, it's 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 a lot different than Brown. And this worked out really well, Chris, because I'm coming straight to you with the Titans question because it's your boy, Corey Davis. <laughs> I, 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 I know you're oh, laughing because he's not like your boy. I'll take him, whatever. Well, here's the question. Will you take him? Because I said earlier this week, I don't remember what show now at this point, but I said Corey Davis is done being the number one. It's A.J. Brown now. Like, oh, yeah. I would agree with that. It, so if it wasn't a 16 bye week, is Corey Davis droppable? Like, can we move on? I mean, I kind of feel like he, I feel like if we stripped the name off the jersey, he would have been long gone at this point. Yeah, yeah, probably. He's, he's had, what, two solid games so far this year. Everything else has been six fantasy points or fewer. He has those two 17 point showings and his, his games were basically identical. 91 and a touchdown, 80 and a touchdown. This could be a decent game for him though. Like, if Mahomes is playing and, you know, <laughs> He could easily score 30 points, you know, with his eyes closed against Tennessee, even against a solid defense like the Titans. And I do have some respect for the Titans' defense. And I still don't think that KC is going to have a lot of success running the football, but they could still just use Mahomes' arms and score 30 points. So, you know, it could be you can get that garbage time. You can get those targets. Maybe he catches five or six balls and flirts 
70, 80 yards, and it's okay on a week like this. But, yeah, if it's not Corey Davis, you have better options. I mean, even after this week, you got the bye. So you're basically without him moving forward. So, yeah, I mean, you could drop him. But you're right. It is it is Brown. It's A.J. Brown. And, I, you know, I think he's for sure wide receiver three this week. Oh, I was waiting for you to just jump in, Brad. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I just feel like the Chiefs defense has, has played so much better the last three games. They're, they're starting to kind of gradually get healthy, healthier. I don't know if Frank Clark's going to be back this week or not. I don't see this as a good matchup for anybody on the Titans outside of potentially Derrick Henry. And I'm, I'm curious what they're, what they're going to do, um, with the run game. Cause last game he only had 13 carries and, and that could well, happen so that, in a game on. when they, they were trailing. Let me ask you that then because we know you're saying that because you run against the Chiefs. Is Deion Lewis in play because yeah. of the use last week and it's a 16 by? Yeah, I, I do think that that's a possibility, especially because there there's a chance they're playing from behind. If the Chiefs offense jumps out to a quick lead, then they're going to be passing more. And and we all know Derrick Henry basically can't catch a pass unless it's a screen pass. If he if he's running a route, he's he's hopeless. So. Deion Lewis is that guy. Yeah, him and AJ Brown. I, I, you know, I want both of them. I, Johnny Smith even is a, as a possibility too, because the one thing I will say about the Chiefs' cover game, their their defensive backs have been a lot better, but their linebackers in coverage have been terrible. And so, you know, Johnny Smith may be a, a decent option this week. All right. Well, here may <clears throat> be the easiest game of the week because here's how I'm going to present the question to you, Chris. It's the Falcons at the Saints. Is there anybody you don't want to start in this game? <laughs> mm, yeah, good one. Um, no, <laughs> I'd even play. I'd even play Ted Ginn. Like, I'm desperate enough to. to well, have that to was going to be the only one I was going to ask you was yeah. Ted Ginn versus Traquan Smith. If Smith is finally back, yeah, no, I'd play Ginn. Um, you know, and I'm, obviously I'm not excited about it, but if you just look at the game, you know, he's another boomer bust guy in a high potential, you know, shootout here. If you just get that Would one, you ball, go as far as Russell Gage? No, I'm not going that far. And the snaps were there, and the production was there the first game with no Sanu. Yeah, I agreed. He, I, you know, I looked a little bit into him, you know, when my waivers were, were running, and I saw the big game, you know, the nine targets, seven catches, 58, you know, into the bye. I mean, you got to be real desperate, I think. you got to be playing in 14, 16 leagues. I mean, talk DFS, maybe we'll throw him out there, but no, I'm not rolling him out. No chance. <laughs> what about okay, you, Brad? So I may, I may be on the other end of this. There, I'm nervous to play anybody offensively against the Saints. And I don't want any part of the the Falcons running game in this, whether it's Devontae Freeman or you know Brian Hill. If well, Freeman's not back, whatever. Freeman's essentially James White at this point, <clears throat> right? But I I don't I don't like I, he has to catch passes to be relevant. That I think that there's a chance that the the Falcons in this game only score. 10, 13 points. And because the, the Saints defense is just that good to me and they're at home coming off a bye, they're going to be ready to go. I think there's a chance this is like a 35 to 10 game and I'm not sure I've won a whole lot of the Falcons offense here. I, I think Freeman's going to catch a few balls though. He has been so far this year. I mean, 35 grabs on 40 targets. And if you do feel like it's, it's going to be like that, he may just get six or seven catches in this game. Just some garbage time catches. I, I know Freeman has been very, very disappointing. I mean, this guy doesn't even have a rushing touchdown this season. He didn't even have one last year and only played a couple games but desperate times man i i would i would play him as a borderline rb2 you know what's going to happen in this game Atlanta's going to win no jared coast going to score like three touchdowns and michael <laughs> thomas is going to do nothing now camara is going to do nothing and it's just gonna be this is why we hate the guy I, that's another guy i don't know if i can i know play you Cook. i know you're saying that as kind of a joke i actually think the exact opposite i think camara is is i put camara as the running back one this week 
Um, I have no I problem with a, that. I put him at three yeah. in front of, but he's in front of Barkley. The I, only people in front of him are, are Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey, only because they're yeah. going to be number one, yeah, number two. Yeah, because they're Dalvin Cook time. and Christian <laughs> yeah, for the rest of your life. Yeah, uh, Latavius Murray, though, I think I still think he's going to have a role. I really do. And if the, again, if you paint that game script where they are up, I mean, he could certainly have that role in the fourth quarter and get a lot of the goal line work. That's very okay. true. But Kamara also might score three touchdowns getting him there. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's possible. What does Kamara have this year? How many touchdowns does Kamara have this year? One? I one? He's got one. You... He's got two. One on the ground and one in the air. Wow. That's pretty disappointing. Get right game. Yeah. Kamara time. Comes. Yeah. He's due. All right. <laughs> Let's do New York at New York in New Jersey. New York, Everybody. New York. <laughs> this Giants at Jets on the Giants side of the thing. Actually, you know what? And I'm going to go a different way, Chris. I'm not even going to say the Giants had a thing. I'm going to sp- pick one specific position. It's the letdown quarterbacks. It's the turnover-prone quarterbacks. It's the, oh, my God, start both defenses quarterbacks. Like, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, you have to pick one. And then, two, I mean, are they both at least in the startable conversation because of the matchups? And it's a 16 by Like, there's a lot going on here where Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones might be relevant. Uh, yeah, I know. Um I'm going to lean Jones over Darnold, but I would be, you know, I would play Fitzpatrick over him. Heck, I might even play Phillip Rivers over him. I may even play Derek Carr over both of these guys too. Like, I just don't have a lot of confidence in, in either offense right now. You know, Jones looked okay at times last week, but, you know, he stalled in, in the red zone um, numerous times. And Sam Darnold, I just – He's completely shook, and, you know, he's had some decent matchups where he just has not been able to hook up with Robbie Anderson. I don't know what Lev Bell's status is. Um, you know, it seems like he's going to play, but how much work is he going to get? So I just I think I have more concerns about the Jets than the Giants, and I was looking at both defenses as well, and, you know, it was a little – like, would you play San Fran defense against Russell Wilson who's been rolling all year, or you just roll out one of these two defenses, knowing that he could even still be as bad as these teams are. It could. St- it. I would not be shocked if it was like a thirty twenty eight. So, game. to answer your question, I have the Forty ers at five, the Giants at eight, and the Jets at sixteen. The thing is, yeah. even in a game where they got beat up. Their worst, the Forty ers worst defensive game, I think, is still five or six points. I know they've been so like, good all year. That's that's kind of the flip side of this. Is like even worst case scenario, they've been so good. My only concern is obviously Russell Wilson's not turning the ball over, right. so you're hoping for sacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, and that's that's fair. So this, this to me, I, I'm going that this is the game where the Giants fans and media feel vindicated in their choice of quarterback. Because they passed on Sam Darnold to take Saquon Barkley. I think this is a game where Sam Darnold continues to be embarrassed. I think Daniel Jones has a pretty good game. And <laughs> and the, the everybody walks away like, oh, the Giants made the right pick. At least the Giants fans will say that. Because I do think Daniel Jones would be the better quarterback if I'm having to pick between the two. And I actually have no problem rolling out the Giants defense. They've gotten quite a few sacks, 22 sacks or, or whatever this year, I think. Um, they, you know, they've eight, eight interceptions. Like, they're, they are creating turnovers even when they're getting beat they're still somewhat relevant as a defense especially when from a fantasy perspective and then they're about to play a team that is extremely turnover prone offensively they're starting running backs banged up a little bit and yeah i give me the giants defense if i got to play one of them yeah well one more for this game and we'll move on i like robbie anderson as a sleeper this week and it's mostly because 
the Giants gave a, a ton of big plays to wide receivers. Uh, Robbie Anderson, even if he gets Janoris Jenkins, Jenkins has been off this year. It, it was a complete misthrow at the end of the game, which mm-hmm. actually could have turned into a big play for Robbie Anderson. But that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. The big plays are still there. And, yeah. yes, Sam Darnold has looked miserable, but the opportunity is still there. Obviously, everybody likes Jameson Crowder going against the Giants, and I hear you saying, yeah, Chris, but I'm not saying he's a must-start, but it's a 16-bye week, and with the upside that Robbie Anderson has in this matchup, I just I don't see how he's not in your lineup if you still happen to own, I have him a wide receiver thirty this I'd rather play him than Robert Woods not knowing if it's gonna be him or Josh Reynolds or Gerald Everett in that game. Yeah. I, I do agree that he's a sleeper. I may I may lean Woods just because of the offense, but, but it's I, close. I, yeah, it is close. Yeah, I hear what you're saying and and you're dead on about the Giants. I mean, they've given up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers, so it, it could be another get-right game, even though he had that letdown in Miami. I'll actually go back to him um, in DFS and, you know, if you're playing multiple entries, but uh, I'm a sucker for punishment. But I, you know, one of my... yeah, in, in a, on a week like this, sure, sure. I mean, going forward to, <laughs> I mean, listen, he's probably in there as that by I mean, heck, you could probably wait after this game if he has a bad one and pick him up off the waiver wire. He's been dropping Washington, Oakland, Cincy, Miami coming up. I mean, it, the schedule is so nice for these Jets, but it's just, man, it's bad. Hey, Brad. Uh, I'll take Robert Woods over Robbie Anderson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, could, I, could t- I could tell you were in agreement already, so that's why yeah. I was ready to go yeah. to the next game. I was ready All to right. go to the next game for you. Right, here's right. Arizona, Tampa Bay. Larry Fischel, Christian Kirk, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, all four of them are in your lineup everywhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is, this, this might be as good as the, the San Francisco Seattle game might be and as good as the Dallas Vikings game might be. This might be the game that is the most fun to watch from a fantasy perspective because you could, the, you could see just kind of picture in your head this game being like, 48 to 42 or something like that because they're, both of these defenses are awful. I want every piece of this. I want the quarterbacks. I want the wide receivers. Give me the whatever running backs starting because I think there's just going to be offense after offense after offense. And of course I say that it'll probably be like 13 to 10, but, but I, I do think this is going to be a shootout and I, I think it'll be fun to watch. It'll be on the red zone channel all day. Yeah. I mean, just dial it up and watch the, the entire game. 52 and a half point total. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of points. Um, you know, people seem to be a little sour in the athletic chat about Christian Kirk. What do I do, Christian Kirk? Um, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> He's going to get a ton <laughs> of targets. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I like Jones, too, honestly. Jones is a guy that, you know, again, sucker for punishment, Ronald Jones. But, you know, I see him trending up a bit. You know, 18 carries, 67 yards last week, seems to be getting the goal line work. You know, even when it was back and forth between him and Barber, it seemed to be Barber coming in and getting that goal line work. You know, it... We could get fooled again, but I am uh, I'm going down that road with Ronald Jones. I think he's at least a flex play this week for sure. I think we're there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The funny Watch thing. The the, yeah. Well, because I was gonna say the funny thing is that the goon was in the passing game and then he got the goal line touch. It was just no, but he, if you watch that game, he got the goal line touch because they were scrambling. The clock was running short and he was on the field because they were in the red zone offense. So you they, think that's why? Yeah, it was a no huddle. Like, hey, we gotta get, we gotta get a snap off, and right. I think that's the only reason because they weren't they weren't substituting. There was only like twenty some seconds left in the game or whatever or whatever they were in. I was watching the end of that game, and and it was just because he was on the field. They were trying to keep the Seahawks defense on the field, the the package they had, and so that was just he just happened to be out there. Oh, that makes me feel better because I was not watching the end of that game, admittedly. So I just let you know, so I was in the middle of watching another game, so. Uh, let's go to, uh, is there anything else with this game? No, oh uh, yeah, David Johnson's active. 
Who are you starting? David Johnson over Kenyon Drake, Ooh, I assume, right? Yeah, that's a good question. But yeah. yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. it's the Tampa Bay run defense. Mm-hmm. It's David Johnson not knowing how healthy. Like, I mean, yeah. it's just a it's a passing game thing. Like, he's he's probably not going to run for very many yards. But I don't see the Cardinals running for very many yards as a team. Like, they're Chris Carson. Chris Carson had a solid game against them last week. Yeah, Carson's the man. <laughs> you love Chris Carson so much. <laughs> I, I do. Even though he fumbles every single game, I still love him. You need to get a Chris Carson jersey. I, I mean, he was the first 16 for 105 against the Bucks. I think that's the one thing nobody's talking about from that game because Russell Wilson went bananas. Yeah, he went bananas. Nobody talks. Yeah, Russell Wilson, five touchdowns, MVP. But Carson's been pretty consistent, even with throwing <laughs> consistent fumbles and consistent, like, 20 touches every single game and flirting with 100 yards. But for DJ... Jeez, I think you got to play him, right? Even if he just catches six or seven balls in the in this high total game, I think you play him. But yeah, you you honestly you are rolling the dice because of what happened a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Fair yeah, enough, for sure. Dolphins at Colts, uh, as I mentioned before, Jacoby Brissett's not officially out yet for this game. If he is, I think Brian Hoyer legit pick up the stream if you need help like this is somebody who just two years ago this is what i said in the the, the call I, I had him as a sleeper because of this chris i said look he threw for 300 yards in two games with the 49ers if you look at that 49ers roster it's not too dissimilar from the colts roster right now with no ty hilton and you can even argue it might be a little bit better for all that said the my point is it's the dolphins one and two brian hoyer's not afraid to keep throwing the ball no he's not you know the hits keep coming for the Colts, but, I mean, I know that he's not, quote-unquote, the third-string quarterback. I, I believe they got him after Luck retired, but this is at least a decent luxury to have when Jacoby Brissett goes down, that they have a capable quarterback in Brian Hoyer that can keep them in football games. And he did a, a pretty good job last week, you know, thrown in there against the Steelers. So he threw three passing touchdowns, and then there's no T.Y. You wonder if both of these guys get involved, the tight ends. I'm talking about Ebron and Doyle, but I like Pascal. And then Paris Campbell goes down. It's just another hit from from this team. But so we're on Chester Rogers, right? Yeah, I mean, I suppose. I, I Zach think Pascal. Yeah, Pascal. I think. Well, is, he's the obvious one. Yeah, he is the obvious one. You you know you dial Here's him. Here's what up. I'll say about Chester Rogers because this also comes from the column too. He has three red zone targets with only. He doesn't even have twenty targets on the season, or I think he only has twenty targets on the season. And he has three. He caught two of them. He is. He's. Not been used a lot, but when he has been, it's been used pretty efficiently and always in the red zone. And guess what? The two touchdowns that he scored, you want to guess which games those were, Chris? Um, well, I know he had Brad, one last week. Come on, guess. No idea. No, it's a real simple. It, Hilton was sidelined. There's your answer. That oh, was the answer. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, last week for sure. And, um, yeah, I think week earlier four. in the week, week four. Yeah, Oakland. Um, yeah. I, maybe he's a little sneaky sleeper in, in 14 team leagues and a, and a full point PPR, but I think Doyle is going to be more involved. I think both tight ends, you know, if you're hurting for a tight end, I think. Yeah, even Nike Hines out of the backfield. Um, he's you know, could a, be a decent sleeper. play, but, but this is the Dolphins. It, <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins can't joking. stop the run. They're, they're, Dolphins can't stop anything. You know, well, they're they're okay against the pass, and statistically at least, because teams get ahead of them and then they just start running. But they've given up right. 150 rushing yards a game. This is Marlon Mack. Like this is going to be all Marlon Mack. Maybe mix in a little Naheem Hines, but but Mack's the guy that I want. I agree that you can stream Hoyer. I like I said, I picked up Hoyer in a league that I have Brissett solely because. I don't know who's going to play, and I, but I want whoever is playing against the Dolphins for sure. This could be one of those games against the Chiefs where Mac had 29 carries. He could, yeah, I mean, he could touch the ball 25, nearly 30 times in this game. Okay. On the flip side, 
Devontae Parker, is he now into must-start territory? He's finally his breakout. It only took 13 years, but he's finally here. <laughs> I've been playing Parker just because I'm, I've been desperate. But like I said, I think I said it on Monday and, and last week, It's it's been pretty consistent. One, two, three, four, five, six games, at least 50 yards. I mean, he's got four TDs in his last five games as well. So you could do worse. I, I'm going to say I, I'm, I'm nervous about Parker because I do think there's a chance that the Colts say we're going to take him away. We're going to take him out of it because they just lost Mark Walden. They don't have Preston Williams. We're going to make Albert Wilson or Gusecki. Kalen Balaj beat us. Yeah, Gusecki is, you know, kind of is what he is. He's, he's, I think he's a good tight end play just because tight end is Alan most Hearns. of the time. But oh, yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Hearns. like De- Devontae Parker is obviously the only legit playmaker I, I see left Here, on the team. I'm, I think this is a I'm chance to take you, him Brad, away. I'm with you, Brad. If Pierre Desir is back, if not, I don't think they have anything that can stop him. I'll double team him. I say, still like, we'll, we'll, we'll take on the rest yeah. of our your offense with our nine guys. Can you, can you name Patrick their secondary? Patrick doesn't care. He's throwing it to Parker. <laughs> no, no, I know Rocky Sims there, but I know he hasn't played very well. No, he's a rookie. It was just to be expected. But I just don't forget the one replace him is Marvell Tell the third with a bunch of L's looking because he's the third also, just like a bunch of L's <laughs> and ones and I's and just. So uh, I'm with you. Like, that's legitimately a concern. I understand where you're coming from. So maybe you know don't go overboard with it. Maybe that's kind of more of something to keep in mind for DFS because it's hard to find a way to bench him so let's talk Carolina Green Bay Cam Newton's done for the year it's Kyle Allen time we speculated whether or not Cam Newton would get his job back and a lot of people like myself were saying it's going to happen it's Cam Newton you don't bench him but was he coming back now we know it's not it's it's Kyle Allen for the rest of the year so how do you feel against the Packers defense which has been up and down against the pass Chris with Kyle Allen, knowing he's at quarterback, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel kind of showing – to be honest, they've been as up and down as the Packers' defense has been. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, I don't feel great about either of them. And in Green Bay, Lambeau, uh, tough, man. I definitely wouldn't start Allen, but, you know, you could be in a situation where you have to start DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, and, you know, I totally understand it. I don't have them as wide receiver twos. They're more like threes to me. Um, you know, find some, some different options in high total games, but – I mean, I would play them, and and I wonder if Cam's gonna play again for Carolina. I don't think he will. I think he's really. Yeah, I think that's it for him. You may be done. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I, they, I, I I think he's coming back next year. You're talking about a team that's playoff contending without him. Uh, I see what you're saying. It wouldn't surprise me, but I still I don't think he's done yet. Yeah, and that that's true. They and early in the season we talked about how good Green Bay's defense was. You know, they gave up three points to the Bears, then which now doesn't look that great, but it looked good <laughs> in week one. Um, Minnesota sixteen points, Denver sixteen points, and then all of a sudden it was Philly thirty four, Dallas twenty four, Detroit twenty two, Oakland twenty four, Kansas City twenty four, Green or uh, the Chargers twenty six. They're giving up some points. I I want as as I have no problem. Um, you know, roll, rolling out. You obviously want Christian McCaffrey. The 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 Packers' run defense is not that good. Um, McCaffrey's the focal point. But I I have no problem rolling out Kyle Allen in a in a situation where you you know you're kind of desperate. You need a quarterback. There's not much available on the waiver wire. I think there's a good chance that that their offense as a whole has a good game. And and in reality, like Kyle Allen throwing the ball to Christian McCaffrey gets you fantasy points as a quarterback also. So the, right. and and McCaffrey. As good as he was last week, was not used much in the passing game. I think he only had three or four catches. There, there's a decent chance that that you know that was kind of like the low end of his receiving. He may have seven or eight catches this game, and and Kyle Allen gets those points too. Baker Mayfield or Kyle Allen? This week, I'm taking <laughs> Kyle Allen. <laughs> oh boy. 
I'm taking. I want Baker, Baker Mayfield. When, I don't want Baker Mayfield until week fourteen. Week fourteen, I'm okay starting Baker Mayfield, and I don't want to touch him until then. Now we'll get to that in a few minutes. But uh, two more games: the Rams at the Steelers. You brought up before, so I'm going to come to you, Chris. Is you know we I, I threw out the Robert Woods one, and that this is part of the reason is because it's facing the Steelers defense in Pittsburgh, which. Might not mean as much to some people, but I don't even care about that. Let's call it neutral. Let's call it in Los Angeles. This Steelers defense has been finally what people want the Steelers defense to be, to play up to their talent level. And I really do think, as you know, I've said this before on the show, I think it comes down to adding Fitzpatrick. It, like A piece like that, now it's not like the Khalil Mack situation or anything like that, but when you add a piece like that who's now allowed to play a hybrid role and makes everybody else better because they can focus more on their job and not ask to do more, it just eases up everything. And now it's similar to the Giants winning the Super Bowls. When you have a pass rush that works that well, you can take less off the shoulders of the secondary. I just think this defense is a legitimate concern now. And if you're talking about Jared Goff and Jared Goff struggles, I, I know that Cooper Cup's a must. Mm-hmm. But Robert Woods, Gerald Everett, uh, even Josh Reynolds, like, I, I got to feel like Gerald Everett and Robert Woods are in lineups because it's a 16 bye week, but I don't know how good I feel about him. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Josh Reynolds outscores Robert Woods because he brings a completely different dimension and another big body for Josh, uh, Josh, Jared Goff to throw to. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I have a little bit of interest in Reynolds in some deeper formats. It looks like Brennan Cooks is pretty dinged up. Um, you know, I, dinged up. They're talking Sterling Shepard like, might protect his life by not letting him play the rest of the season. Oh uh, yeah, Sean McVay says he has no idea when he's going to be able to play again. I mean, that's not that's not what you want to hear at all. So yeah, I, I I totally understand all what you're saying. I do have some respect for the Steelers' defense. I like it. They can dial up some pressure, and we know that Goff can't. You know, he he really kind of collapses under some pressure, and the run game hasn't been there. So I mean, Todd Gurley doesn't have a hundred yards on the ground yet this season, and you know that's what they live and die on. And this is the play action, and it just has not been there at all. So Tough matchup for Goff. I'm I'm not playing him, but yeah, you're right. You you roll out Cup. I have some concerns with Everett. I think I'd play a guy like Jack Doyle over him. Gazeki, I may even play over him too. I actually think he's a sneaky guy this week. But Robert Woods, I I will play. Uh, it hasn't been great. You're right, but I I have him as a wide receiver three. I'd you know the Rams still I, have I like the potential you, to score thirty points. I like you said Doyle over Everett because I do, I have Doyle at seven. I have Everett at thirteen, and you'll never guess. It. Got pushback on that in the comments. Oh, did you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, it's opportunity, I don't think people right? Are rec- I don't think people are, yeah, I don't think people are giving the respect deserved to the Steelers' defense at this point, Brad. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And they're, I mean, their secondary got a lot better when Mika Fitzpatrick got there. So yeah. um, they, it, it allowed them to do a whole lot with the rest of their defense because they had a shutdown quarterback on one side, or at least a, a, a shutdown playmaker on one side of the field. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm right there with you. I, I don't think the, the Rams are going to score a ton of points in this game. Um, they're not projected to score a ton of points in this game. They're favored by three and a half with a 45 point over under. I mean, you're talking a, a, you know, basically a 24 to 21 game right there. So, um, I, I, I don't like Gerald Everett this week. Um, I, I don't think he's a, it's a good matchup against Pittsburgh. I, I don't think he's consistent enough for me to roll out there. I give me, yeah, Jack Doyle, give me Eric Ebron over him too. Okay. Let's wrap things up. Oh, I guess we'll stick real quick with the Steelers. Uh, I don't even know what we add. The, oh, yeah. That's the, it's uncertainty at this point, Brad. Like, Juju Smith Schuster looked like he might have a sign of life and then nothing again. And then Deontay Johnson looks like he might 
be the number two and then get shut down last week. James Washington has the better game. The backfield, we know. It's James Conner. If he's out there, you're rolling him out there as an RB1. And Jalen Samuels could start still, especially this week on a 16 by be used as a flex if James Conner is playing. If James Conner's out, Samuels is in the RB1 conversation. Those are We know those parts. But it's the wide receivers parts. Like, what do we do at this point? Do we keep just – this is kind of the Corey Davis, but with an even bigger performing wide receiver now. Is Juju Smith-Schuster continually rolled out in your lineups just because he's Juju Smith-Schuster? Uh, no, he, he's not. But, you know, in a week where you have six teams on a bye, there's a chance that, that you kind of need to this week because there's there's still upside there. We saw it in week eight. This is why – part of why I was so down on, on – playing Devontae Parker, the Colts did a great job of taking those top two wide receiver options away. They made them throw the ball to Jalen Samuels 13 times because the wide receivers were not open. And these are decent wide receivers. Like, they're they're guys who can get open. And the Colts just took them out of the game and they said, you're going to beat us with, with other guys. You're either going to have to throw the ball check down or James Washington, you know, had four catches and and two of those were, were kind of in, in – uh Oh, you know, well, like they did the, check in, down in, a million times. Yeah, and, and right. That's yeah, they check down a million times. Continue to happen, I think. Yeah, it, it's I. I just you know Trey Edmonds is kind of a sneaky running back play for me because he kind of is the if 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 James Conner doesn't play if Conner's back then obviously you roll him out there and you roll Samuels out there if Conner somehow you know has a setback and doesn't play I'm not, I'm potentially rolling Trey Edmonds out there in a in a kind of a desperate situation because I think he's going to be their goal line back. He's a lot bigger and better between the tackles than Jalen Samuels. He's not bigger, but he's better between the tackles than Jalen Samuels. And and I think there's a chance that that he becomes relevant too. But yeah, give me give me I I still want the red wide receivers. I just don't trust Mason Rudolph that much. You just you got to kind of hope that it's a, a high volume passing game. Yeah, there's no way you can trust Mason Rudolph in this offense. You just can't. I, I feel like dump off after dump off. I don't know. Is Jalen Ramsey gonna, you know, be on Johnson? Is you know putting Juju in the slot? Is that gonna avoid Jalen Ramsey a little bit? I mean, getting well, uptick. Your but, Coleman. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I'm not interested really in any of these guys. Mm-hmm. But you know, six teams on by Juju. Uh, I didn't like I Juju with Ben, so I don't love Juju yeah. with Rudolph. Yeah, no, I just, I hate it so much, the six teams on a bye. It's like, I, we're not, look, we're not taking the easy way out. It's just, it's the truth of the matter. You can tell, I think that's the hesitation here, is that you can tell in our voices of what we would prefer to do. These are the guys week. I would play over Juju. Um, even Emmanuel Sanders, I would play Emmanuel. I would, Whoa, play, I would play Tate. I would play Crowder. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Can you tell me you're about to make a list? <laughs> yeah, you can... know what? We haven't made a list in a long time. <laughs> we haven't time. done that in forever. In a long time. Long time. All right, so... Where do you have Juju Smith-Schuster? I got him at 26. You have him lower than I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm not surprised. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I have to, like, again, this is initial projections. I could see him falling because I'm looking right behind him, and I'd play Marvin Jones, who's two spots behind him. Uh, I would play Emmanuel Sanders. Are you both in agreement? Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, that. I got Marvin Jones at 17 this week right now. I mean, 27. Oh, Marvin Jones. Yeah. yeah so I'm how about 17, Juju at 28. What about Crowder? About like G- Crowder's a guy I play over him. I actually have yeah. Crowder already one spot in front of him, okay. so that's already said. Hey, how about hey, there you go. Robbie Anderson or Juju Smith Schuster. That's a good one. I, um, uh, and that's where we're at. Yeah, that is where we're at. <laughs> My goodness. I um I may go Robbie there. I mean do, do, does is there a chance Juju gets shadowed by Jalen uh Jalen Ramsey in this one? I don't, he doesn't drop to the slot that yeah, much, but Roby Coleman's there enough, and when Juju's outside, you gotta assume Ramsey's gonna be on him. Yeah, I mean, I I'll yeah. probably take Robbie Anderson just because of the big play 
potential. And I, all right, I just well then, last one. The volume will be there. Devontae Parker, Brad, or Juju Smith-Schuster? Uh, Juju. Okay. Chris, same? <laughs> yeah, I think I go Juju there. <laughs> but you know what? Some of these upside guys like Sammy Watkins, you know, um, like Sammy Watkins is interesting because, you know, it only takes one or two big plays. I know it. it the same thing can be said about Juju, but we just – we've only seen it, what, twice? So I made it take an upside guy. Like Marvin Jones is that upside guy. We already talked about him, but I think Sammy kind of fits that bill too. You want to take that, you know, you want the ceiling. Go ahead. Well, not just that, but Sammy's his lowest target output outside of the game. He played like two plays and came out of the game, <clears throat> but his lowest targets is six and he's had double digits, three of his six games. He's a lot more consistent volume than Juju is too. Okay. Last game. Here we go. Dalvin Cook, check. Ezekiel Elliott, check. And <laughs> Stefan Diggs, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, done. All right. So let's talk check, about check, the pieces check. we're not, yeah, we're not sure about. Ola BC Johnson, you're starting him or are you more interested in Irv Smith, who, you know, I brought up a few weeks ago. But the good thing about Ola BC is that he was running some of, Pat brought this up on his show. He was running some of Thielen's routes once they got into the red zone, Chris. Yeah. And he played quite a bit, but I'm not, again, I'm not going there. I would, I would probably, I know it's not exciting or appealing, but I would probably go Irv Smith knowing that, you know, he's had at least six targets in two of his last three games. Again, it's, it isn't appealing and you, you, you hate to play two tight ends in your league if you don't have to, but, you know, he could, he could be the guy. This is well, then, have, would, you, do, would you still Cousins. do Kyle Rudolph or Irv Smith? I would go. I think this is a Rudolph game. Yeah, I mean, he does – both of them have been okay, but Rudolph is at least getting those looks in the red zone, getting some touchdowns. So, yeah, He's getting I'll, back involved. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll lean Rudolph. I think this is bad news for, for Kirk Cousins, to be honest, and even Stefan Diggs. I think we could see Diggs – you know, you play him, but, I mean, he was shut down pretty easily last week. One catch. Yeah. <clears throat> one catch well, – I think maybe one target. Um, Not a or, good, I guess he had four targets. Not had a good targets, spot this but... week either, really. But yeah, and Dallas's Dallas's defense is way better at home. They're like that's it's it's been that way for years, and and it's nothing's changed this year. So I I don't like any of those guys. I don't like Laquan Treadwell for people um, that you know that looked at him and saw the five targets last week. I I just don't think this is a good game outside. I'll, I'll roll Diggs out there, but I also I I don't want Kyle Rudolph. I don't want Irv Smith. I don't think this is. It, I'll be honest. The one guy that I outside of of Cooks and Diggs or Cook and Diggs that I might play in this game is Alexander Madison in a in a desperate spot solely because I think there is a chance that he ends up getting some volume and he's shown the ability to make some some big plays. Tony Pollard got run last week. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And he, he, might, you know, he may have found the end zone if he didn't drop that ball early in that game. It was a screen yeah. pass to him. Yeah. All right, well, then let's wrap things up with some buy lows and sell highs. I'm going to give you guys some from my column. You tell me additional ones. You know, Brad already threw out Baker Mayfield. So let's start with quarterback. These are the two buys I have that aren't named Baker Mayfield, Chris. Carson Wentz, because after the Patriots, he gets Seattle, Miami, the Giants, the Redskins, the Cowboys. I, you know, I know he's not, no, Deshaun Jackson's not coming back at this point. But because people are considering dropping Wentz at this point, that's the reason I say he's a buy low. And then I brought up Jameis Winston before, the QB1 numbers, even with the turnovers. And he's got Indy, Detroit, Houston to finish out the season. Yeah, I like it. He's he's definitely a buy low, and he has been dropped. I mean, his ownership in Yahoo League's four, minus 4% the last 24 hours. I mean, he's 
under 240 passing yards and in, in three straight, only three touchdowns over that span. So he's been he's been kind of disappointing. They're lean on the run game, but I I do like it after the buy. Some decent spots in there as well. I would even put you know I know we're only talking about quarterbacks, but since we're on the Eagles, even Zach Ertz, I know he had that big game. Somebody may be willing just to sell him heading into the buy desperate times. You could maybe still get him cheap despite that big performance. Yeah, that's fair. I I actually like wins quite a bit down the stretch. Um, he's I I last I checked and I haven't looked. Um, recently, but at one point, his wide receivers had dropped the ball almost double what the next Every closest week. team. Yes, <laughs> what the next closest team had done in all of football, and so he's he's actually playing a whole lot better than his numbers show. Hopefully, at some point, they start using the jugs machine and and start start actually <laughs> practicing catching the ball because if they do, he's he's going to be back to being a, a solid QB one. And even even with all that said, as as bad as all that's been, he's still the number twelve quarterback on the year. I, I think he's a really good buy low right now. So at running back buys, we brought up Nick Chubb. I still I think that's if you're going to attack, you attack now because if he does come out and have a huge game and Kareem Hunt doesn't, then it's going to go right back to you're not even able to buy him. A lot of people are talking about David Montgomery. Look, after the Rams in week 11, you ready for this slate? Giants, Lions, Cowboys, Packers, and Chiefs. Run, 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 run. Yeah, I like That's, that. I do like you that. You have to love it. And, and, and <laughs> I, as, as if I needed any more Montgomery, but I have bought him in a couple <laughs> spots because of that matchup. <laughs> You've had a roller coaster re- a relationship with David Montgomery, I must say. Yeah, and it's mostly been because of Matt Nagy, let's be honest. I mean, that's where all my, my hate goes. It's directed towards Matt Nagy. You've and, been and like, Mitch I'm Trubisky. not, I'm not selling him at this point. And then you're like, damn, I should have sold him. And you're like, yeah. oh wait, it's better. Oh wait, oh, wait I'm, no, I'm gonna better. buy him. Yeah, let's buy him. But I mean, yeah, last week wasn't, you know, he found the end zone a couple times to save his day, but he's got a 43 fantasy points. All right, well, then let me, hold on. I'm going to spin this a different way for Brad then. I know he doesn't because, want him. No, I know. Well, then that's why I'm going <laughs> to him with us. No, no, no. This is why, Brad. This is specifically why. Because people are informed these days. People are seeing Brad Evans say the same thing. Pat Mayo say the same thing. Is it possible you sell high on David Montgomery and push that schedule on the owner? I do. I because I I think there's a chance that the the Bears lose all of those games and if they do then then, then David Montgomery <laughs> is not going to get a lot of play. Like that, yeah. yeah, there's I mean they might beat the Giants, but I think they lose to the Lions, I think they lose to the I, Cowboys, the Packers, the, the Chiefs, like yeah, so they I there, there's a chance they go 1 and 5 in these in these last 6 games going through the fantasy playoffs and if they do, if they're behind, David Montgomery's not going to get run. Yeah, I like that idea as well. And, and, you know, somebody had asked me a couple weeks ago about Montgomery. They wanted him. And I was like, why do you even want this guy? I mean, he's playing the Saints this week. And then he offered me Robbie. And I took it. And it doesn't seem like it's working out there. But just a great (laughs) call from you, Jake, is, you know, since the hype and you hear that in the industry, you're listening to this show, we're talking about it. Yeah, I mean, turn around and flip and see what you can get after those two good games. Because Brad is right. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule, too. I don't even know. I with confidence that they'll beat the Giants. Yeah, they will. <laughs> eh. I can tell you with confidence. Yeah, you're just a hater <laughs> on your own squad. That's all. I just, no, I just ex- hate ex- At no ex- point <laughs> when they were playing <laughs> yeah. Dallas when they were up did I feel like they would win that game. And as oh, bad no, no, as no, no, Dallas no. was playing, okay. I was like, there's no way. And I was as obviously as an Eagles guy, I was hoping that you know the Giants could pull it out. But I was like, there's no way. Dallas is definitely oh, going to come back in this on. game. Let me go back there because you asked me. You said you want to take that game, and you know I did it tongue in cheek to say screw up Survivor. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to pull. I'm pulling up my text from Monday night at 9:05 p.m. from my buddy. Go Giants? Question mark. <laughs> I said just to screw up Survivor, but they're going to screw it up anyway. Yeah, I was so, looking at the live go. odds, and they, you know Dallas was still favored. 
<laughs> when yeah, they were down that's just, two scores. That's the Giants for you. All right, how about this one? So I'll give you the final four games. Play out. Now, when I say final games for everybody out there, understand the context. We're not talking week 17. You shouldn't be playing week 17. No. So final four games. Chargers, Texans, Chiefs, Lions. You want that, right? Well, I'm also looking at this backfield and saying, well, I also want the person who is more involved in the passing game given those offenses potential. And that's why I like Philip Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay's just so Crickets? explosive, man. It, yeah, it doesn't. I, I want I want Lindsay, no, I and it doesn't. It kind of doesn't matter the schedule because he he has at any point. He's just he, he had nine carries last weekend with fantasy relevant. Yeah. That's because he turned them into big plays. So I yeah, like I I'm I'm totally good with Philip Lindsay no matter who they're playing. Yeah, I agree. I, I am as well. And the Chiefs shut him down last time. I will say that, but that like is that true. Was, and yeah, so it's that was a game where. Yeah, credit to the Chiefs for sure, but they got all, all over Flacco. They dialed up a lot of pressure. They they definitely did shut him down. You know, it was weird that he didn't have any catches last week against Cleveland because, for the most part, you, you can kind of count on four or five targets, right? He's had at least four catches in five games so far this season. So that was, I think, the outlier game. But, yeah, I, I would agree with that, Jake. Lindsay, I like him. That was a weird game because the Broncos were winning most of that game, and they only ran 40 offensive plays. Like, just a really oh. bizarre Low, I don't want you, low. Brad. Low I'm trusting you. You can't look at the show sheet, okay? Okay. Don't look. I'm at not it. looking. All right. I have. Okay. It. Yeah, but I, you might have already seen it. Have you already looked through? Like, no. The I haven't name? seen okay. your by lows. Okay. So here's what I'm going to ask you. This is going to ask you. So the toughest schedule or the toughest team faced the rest of the way is middle of the road Titans. They get the number one run defense in the Bengals. They get the Chiefs. They can get the Chargers twice. You want that running back, don't you? Uh, probably. I mean, as, as yeah. long as they're because you want Josh Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, nice. I mean, all right, you, all right. you, you can't buy I'm not saying, Jacobs. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that he's he's completely worthless. I just don't see him as like a top ten running back or whatever you're tooting his horn on. Oh, he's top ten. I, I you you probably can't get Jacobs from an owner at this point. No, you can't because there's still people like Brad out there. I'm just saying, like, there's still, look. That's I, not I true because I would have never had him to get him from me in the first place. <laughs> Let's say there's actually still, and I said this because there's people in the comments, and I can tell by trade questions the value out there. Like I got a lot of people that are just like blowing off the doors of I forget who it was. I, I brought him up, at, and Pat, I was like, hey Pat, look, we're talking about somebody, and I was like, would you trade this? Would you trade this and he was like no 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 and it was somebody that's just it's perception out there a lot of times perception swings things so we talked about baker mayfield we're buying odo beckham too right for after week 11 the schedule finally lo- loosens up for him i mean if you're buying baker he might as well buy odell put plus he was squeaking on the sidelines last week oh, was he ever i mean it only took what nine weeks Surprised it took that long, actually. Uh, let's give him some credit. And, yeah. and let's also give him some credit. He wasn't doing it to anybody. He was just talking to himself. Yeah, and you know what? Again, I've been on record to say that I I don't really mind. I, I don't like when he's throwing goalposts or kicking them and running into them and banging his head and throwing stuff. But I don't mind him being fired up and com- on the sidelines. That just shows that he's competitive. Yeah, he wants the football. He wants to win football games. Like, that's... So- 
I, I'm, I'm going to give you guys a little sneak preview. The, the D'Angelo Williams show comes out today, the one that I do with him. And I don't want to go too in-depth because he really broke it down. But he said the problem with Odell Beckham is actually a practice issue. And he said something that he when he was with the Panthers and was he was with the Steelers is what you would do in practice is you say, hey, in this situation, Steve Smith is likely double covered. When you're in this situation, Antonio Brown is likely double covered. Well, when you have somebody like Ben Roethlisberger, you have somebody like Cam Newton, they don't let that get into their mind. They don't have the practice get into their minds. But you have somebody experienced like Baker Mayfield. What ends up happening, he said, is now you've accustomed him to stop looking at Odell Beckham because he's just automatically going back to practice and practices don't even look that way. He's double covered. And he said it goes back to practice. And if they change that, we could see Odell Beckham break out over the rest of the season. But it's going to come down to Kitchens actually changing that. But but I mentioned this on Monday. If if Beckham is on your team, I don't care if he's double covered. You force the ball to him at times. You well, that's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Baker's yeah, not, like I, and that's why. Yeah. And Jarvis Landry getting 13 targets and Beckham getting six is absurd. It, it has to be flip-flopped. I don't care. If, like I said, I don't care if Landry gets 13 targets, but Beckham better get that many too. Jadavious White on him this week too? Like, ugh. I mean, I don't think it's <laughs> – I, I don't love it but, this week, but, I mean, that just brings the price down even more if he has another dud game. Yeah, absolutely. So I have Devontae Parker or Robbie Anderson in there because uh, for Robbie Anderson, I said for all the reasons people were telling him to buy low on Sam Darnold and Jets defense, the schedule is just absolute cake. Yeah. Devontae Parker, to this point, even if he has a bad week, Philly, Jets, Giants, and Bengals to finish out the season. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, your boy, Chris. I brought him up because – Likely back after the bye because he's missed the game. Nick Foles is back at quarterback, and we know that it should mean for D.D. Westbrook. He's a good buy low, especially for if you have the opportunity to put somebody on the bench where this is actually a, ter- a terrific – the 16 bye week, go find somebody who's getting ravished by buys, and this is a great opportunity in general. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great call. We should really be hammering that point home because I've already seen Westbrook dropped in a couple leagues this morning when I was just scanning them after the waivers ran. So he's a guy that I'm going to pick up. And the same thing with, I mean, I saw Duke get dropped too. People are desperate with, you know, Houston on a bye. You know what? Honestly, guys, called this with, with Nick Foles coming out of the bye. Not shocked at all. They're, they're turning to him. And I, I think the offense is going to be better. I really do. Like, as good as Minshew is a fun story. Congrats. It was great. I'm sure you get another shot again. But they acquired Foles to be the guy, and I think this offense will be a little bit better with him. I don't think he's going to turn the ball over as much as Minshew has. He's been fumbling the ball. He's been turning it over. And, yeah, I think D.D. will be back on on the radar, and I think Chark, you can still feel good about him. Should I raise the Beowulf jersey to my rafters? (laughs) Yeah, you should, (laughs) Potential... Potential live waiver move right here. If I if I have Christian McCaffrey, Matt Breida, Kareem Hunt, Darius Geis already at running back, do I drop LaShawn McCoy to pick up D.D. Westbrook? Well, who are your wideouts? Yeah. Uh, my wideouts are Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup. So my top three are pretty good. And then on the bench, I have A.J. Brown. I mean, you what, don't really what? need them, but I, I, I suppose you don't like do you have? Uh well, six, but I have two defenses. I'm 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 playing streaming defenses, or I guess alternating matchups on defenses. Uh, so, I would I, just I would just drop a defense and pick up Didi and find another defense to stream later. That's just me. So you you hang on to McCoy then? He, only because it could change in one week again. Yeah, we've we've seen it. Okay. What if Damian goes down? Yeah, right. So, yeah. yeah, that's really what it comes down to. All right, tight end, real quick. Before I, I, I'll go to give you all the cells at one time, and then you tell me if you disagree with anyone. So the two tight ends, Evan Ingram, he's banged up. 
He could miss this week. There's an opportunity right there. He's got the Eagles, Dolphins, and Redskins to finish out the season. And then Mark Andrews. Hey, remember the first six weeks? And now Mark Andrews has been like nothing, and people are like, oh, I don't know if I want my – people are just so quickly changing. Yes, he's been quiet, but I actually think Marquise Brown, to go back to that earlier, Chris, helps Mark Andrews because it's basically been – who are you going to stop? Mark Andrews. That's the end of the story. It's kind of like similar to the 49ers last year, although they could still teams could not stop George Kittle. But you focus on George Kittle because they have nothing else. Yeah, Mark Andrews can be had. I mean, that athletic chat on Tuesday, I was shocked. There was a lot of Andrews questions, like, what do I do? And I think, you know, that was just – this team wants to run the football, but that was really the game plan. They're using all their tight ends. They're running the football with everybody against New England. We've said before, I mean, Brad, you know, nailed the game script. I mean, you run the football against New England. They're a tough team to pass the football ball on but I mean Andrews for a tight end we're talking about this very very mediocre position he's had at least seven targets in seven of his eight games what more could you ask for from the tight end position yes recently it's been bad he only has four catches in his last two games but give me a tight end that's going to get the ball targeted at least thrown his way six to seven times a game I'm going to take that yeah for sure and I I I don't know what the stats show. Just watching that game, I was watching Andrews because I needed him in a league and obviously he didn't come through. But I felt like he was blocking a lot more. I feel like his routes run might have been down la- this this last game compared to others. But I think that was just a, a pure, like, this is our game plan to beat the Patriots. And he's a really good blocking tight end. He does it all. I, the Bengals, you can do whatever you want offensively to him. I don't think they're going to feel a need to keep Andrews in the block. He's probably going back to seven or eight targets again, which, you know, translates to five or six catches basically, you know, almost every time. All right. So sells. Kenyon Drake, we already talked about it, and that's the obvious one. And all, you know, you might not be able to do much depending on the experience of your league. You probably just have to even hold on him at this point. Devontae Freeman, we talked about before, but in a different way, we didn't bring up the fact that he's got the Saints this week, again in week 13. He's got the Buccaneers in week 12 and Yikes. the 49ers in week 15. So, oh, that's, fuck. that's yeah, that, that's <laughs> gross. Uh, so Zach Ertz, I bring up. Chris, because Deshaun Jackson is now out again. Mm. And if we look at the focuses of defenses up until this point, it's been just take out Zach Ertz, similar to what we were just talking about, Mark Andrews. And Dallas Goddard can become relevant. Now, I did also say this. I said, he's still a tight end one. But if somebody's going to think because he had that good game, he's back in the top five tight end conversation, I think that time is gone for this season. Yeah, it, it may be. And these next two matchups, New England, Seattle, you know, this week on by is not great. But I do love week 13 on Miami, Giants, Washington. I, I really like those yeah, spots. I mean, that's appealing. Yeah. yeah, he's he's always. Although the Giants have been surprisingly good against tight ends this year, except for Jason Witten, because they still to this day do not know how to stop Jason Witten, despite running like a seven five forty. Oh wait, Jason Witten is back, uh, catching balls on us. Yeah, no, I I would agree. They we've we I think we he said looks that like before. He's walking routes. I know, it's silly. Um, and then. Who who else? It wasn't Witten who caught the touchdown against them last the other night no. too. It was uh, Jarwin. Jarwin, right. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, Witten still had eight for fifty eight. Yeah, he so. did. He had yeah, a solid, because... a solid eight game. for fifty eight. That's. <laughs> So gross. Yeah, I can see that. If you, I guess, if you want to sell, Definitely. sure. But I also, again, what I said earlier is, is maybe with you know that bye week, people could be in a pinch. They don't want him. All right, here, Brad. I'm going to give you a schedule, and you tell me if you want this wide receiver. He is the number one on this team, but I'm still going to give you the schedule. Weeks 12 through 16. You ready for this? Yeah. Denver, Dallas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England. 
that I know this offhand just because I have the, the <laughs> defense. This is the Bills schedule, right? So you're talking probably about that is John, John Brown. John Brown. Yeah, so I do not want John Brown in those games. Um I but I have no problem having Josh Allen in those games, if that's kind of crazy. No, I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm I, okay playing the quarterback. I don't want John Brown. He's going to get, especially, you know, when you're playing New England week 16, like there's zero chance John Brown is going to to do anything that game because the, the he's he's the biggest passing game threat. The Patriots are famous for taking taking the biggest passing game threat out of a game. That's, and yeah, that's worse than Robbie Anderson. That's basically Robbie Anderson's beginning of the season. It's amazing. The most targets he yeah. had all year was that game against New England. Uh, but he only caught five balls. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah tough. All right. So tough two, schedule. two more for you. Uh, this one, I'll just even tell you, it's Mike Williams. And now I would definitely try to wait after this week and even next week against Kansas City. But it's after their bye, which they also have freaking week twelve bye, is Disgusting. Denver, Jacksonville, Minnesota before you get Oakland in the championship game. You got to make it to the championship game to get through Denver, Jacksonville, and Minnesota. That's rough. That's rough. Well, yeah, even Keenan. I wonder too, like buying low on him. But I just this Chargers offense. I, I again, we talked about their their run game. I, I wonder what their identity is going to be moving forward. But yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, the Week Twelve buy is killer too. Oof. Yeah. All right, here's the last one for you guys. This this is a roller coaster, Brad. And I only say this if you get wide receiver one value for this wide receiver. You have to get wide receiver one value because there are two good games in here. But this player gets Chicago twice, gets Dallas. Washington is in there, so that's good. Gets Minnesota, gets Tampa Bay, which is really good, but then gets Denver in the championship game, which, by the way, the Bucks are sandwiched between those Vikings and Denver games. Uh, so I'm sure that's the Lions schedule because they're yep, playing the Kenny Bears Galladay. twice. Yeah, Galladay. Yeah, so I I'm hanging on to Galladay unless I mean wide receiver one value. Like to to me to trade him, Especially you have to get a top game. running back. You have to get a yes. top running back to trade yeah, yeah, yeah. him. You can't swap him for another wide receiver because Stafford. That's this is one offense, especially with how bad the running game is. They will force the ball to Kenny Galladay. Stafford has no problem chucking it up there like he used to do for Calvin Johnson and just saying, "Hey, go make a play." And and Galladay makes makes the play more often than not. He's unbelievable. So yeah, I, I'm hanging on to Galladay unless I get a a top eight running back in return for him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But they're just to throw that out there. Yeah, I'd agree with all that, for sure. All right. Any guy, one name you guys want to throw out before we close out the show? Anybody that I didn't mention? Uh, David Njoku. As a, about to come off IR, got his cast removed. I, there's a chance. Oh, that Brown that, schedule, yeah. Yeah, that schedule late in the year. I might want him. Yeah, I, I could see that. Uh, I'm, Jake, you pretty much hit on all of them. I was, you know, I was, a lot of those guys were on my radar and I've been trying to deal with them. <laughs> deal for them and, and trade them away so uh, good stuff all right well also as good stuff as following chris at chris meany brad at brad ziggler and i'm at all in kid and make sure you go over to the athletic.com slash the throwback 40 percent off for even gooder gooder stuff and we will be back on monday for the goodest of the goodness so make sure you tune in for everything and follow us on twitter we'll help you out there as well to get you ready to week win a terrible week 10 of lineups everything's 16 by that's the answer to everything just start them because there's six teams on by <laughs> <laughs>